I'm about to spaz on and back of the whip, spitting a freestyle, laughing a bit, I can't stand still. Dropping air bills, I'm better than everybody, don't ask to rap with me unless you're ready for yeah. it. I'm already in a war, if they sleeping, I just let them snore. Now that's what I call a metaphor. We the gods, you just metal lord, stab you with a metal fork, uppercut a rapper to the second floor. That's nothing, you should see me in my daily life, bumping Michael Jackson, my face all baby like. D got the motherfucking beats on lockdown, every time we walk in a room, temperature drop down. So cold, ice grilling your bitch, I'm blowing O's and I'm spilling my drink, we in the club. Got the shit, turn the fuck up when I spit, burn the rubber in my whip, rolling slip, small fucker, we the shit. We the shit, yes, we the shit, get a chick, get a fix, take a pick, we the shit, yes, we the shit. Band at my wrist, got a beer in my fist, and the party don't stop till six, we the shit. Yes, we the shit, get a chick, get a fix, take a pick, we the shit, yes, we the shit. Band at my wrist, got a beer in my fist, and the party don't stop till six. Mr. Derek Vinha. He's better known as Deke. Drinking liquor with DJ Deke, we out laughing. Yo, Deke. Check, 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 check. Check, 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 check. I'm just going to be taking a bunch of selfies. Throughout the uh, whole thing? Okay, I'll just talk. You just take selfies the whole time. Okay. <laughs> wow, this is cool. Well, you got a very nice setup here. I'm very impressed. Thank you, Dad. Um, This, just one thing that I want to point out, like, okay. the light bulbs, is that because of the Matrix, or? Yes. Uh, are we going to be talking no. about the Matrix at all today? We can talk about anything you want to talk about. Should I just talk about the Matrix, though? Pretty, I don't care. That's pretty interesting stuff. No, the reason I'm saying that, he's got a blue light bulb and a red light bulb. And you know what's funny? It's actually a black light, which is hilarious. No, but oh, if it's okay. nighttime, your shirts... You can see all the cat hair on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's cooler when it's nighttime, but... It's daytime, so... It's not that fuck cool. It. <laughs> okay, shout out dad, mom, uh, everybody. <laughs> I don't I really wanna, I'm only giving it one shout out today, and that's to Juice, my cat, a.k.a. Snoozer. Oh, I thought you meant Justin Murray. No. No, shout out to Justin Murray. Uh, he listens, or he said he was gonna. If he doesn't, then he's lying, but... Eat noodles, get money. Yeah. Justin was one of my first friends in Canada. Because mm-hmm. uh, um, I had a I had a uh, picture in my pocket, a graffiti picture, and I would work on it here and there. Mm-hmm. So I was in class, and I'm just like, I just like work on it a bit, and then put it in my pocket, and then pull it out, and it was like insane, eh? Like crazy-ass detail. And I was doing this one, I just said East, like I just picked random words, and didn't know how it worked yet. Mm. So I'm working on this picture, and he just leans over my shoulder, and he's like, what the fuck is that motherfucker or something? <laughs> and then he invited me to his house and then the friends. rest is history. The rest is history. And that's my story. That's no, and story. then I met Drew and then I met everybody through him. I had other friends here in Canada, but you know, he was like the first cool friend. You had like little Mo with the gimpy leg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. Well, why don't we want to tell the whole story of Czech Republic? Like we were gonna. Yeah. What's the first, when did you know you had to leave the Czech Republic? Um, okay, so technically, like, um, 
there was large floods in 1997 in the whole Czech region. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> it, it wasn't actually happening in my city. So anyways, in 97, a, a bunch of people immigrated over. And uh, there was a TV special showing people that immigrated to Canada and it was just like a half an hour segment and it was like all these people were like yeah Canada's great we love it here blah blah, blah right and like <laughs> and uh, my dad always wanted to immigrate to Sweden because I already have family in Sweden so anyways this TV special comes on and it caused chaos like a lot of people all of a sudden wanted to come over right so I was uh, 11 at the time and we watched a show and my parents are like my grandparents and my parents were like let's try this like let's go to canada and see if we could like forge a better life or like better education because think about it like it's so far away right and it's like it's the west so like a lot of people in eastern europe you know they they watch uh they watch tv the american tv and you know they have all these crazy ideas sitcoms and stuff Yes, sitcoms, like any movie taped in New York, you know, Home Alone, you know, everybody just thinks like, oh, yeah, there's going to be skyscrapers and credit cards and like, we're all going to be rich. Like, yeah. So, you know, like that's, that's the main idea. So, so what happened is, uh, my parents and my grandparents, they sold all their stuff. Right. And that was it. We're just like, we're going to Canada, like very risky move. Like I. My pa- my dad was uh, my mom was my age and my dad was thirty two, and uh, I would never do that. I would never do anything like that. But uh, they just get up and like leave. Just get up and leave, right? And sell all your stuff and just. just- generally, it was because the economy, though. Like shit was not the flooding, but like just the down kind of like downtrodden time of the the country. Like it's just like the country is like. I feel like at that time, like in the nineties, like since like communism fell from nineteen ninety to like. The 2000s, like, it was very stuck. Like, it was just very stuck. Like, people just... Um, so, it was because communists fell, and then they're like... Oh, communism fell, and they're like, well, what do we do now? Like, we don't really have a system to go by. Kind of, like... Uh, yeah. Just fucked up. Exactly, yeah. Like, they just... Yeah, there's nothing to go by, right? Like, uh, so, things kind of just moved along, sort of the same. But, at the same time, like, uh, things got crazy, because all of a sudden, you had all these rules that weren't in place anymore. Like, people could travel out of the country, uh... Right. Uh, gambling was allowed. Uh, strippers were allowed. Like uh, prostitution and and drug, and they didn't have any uh, formal like uh, laws on drugs or anything. So it was just like, oh, you're allowed to do everything, but nobody really knows what to do, right? Yeah. So, so I mean, uh, there's a lot of like uh, gambling places that opened up, just like little holes in the wall beside a restaurant. You just go play slots, like you know, like more ways for people to waste their money that they don't have. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Oh, it's not that, like, everybody was poor. Like, there's Mm. people that have money, right? And especially after communism fell and, like, oh, okay, so you're a doctor now. You make more money than a janitor. You know what I mean? Oh, because it wasn't all equal. Every job's equal pay or whatever. Yeah, like, every job used to be equal pay. The only reason people got... Yeah, I know. The only reason people went to be, like, a doctor or, like... It's because they actually wanted to be a doctor or... Yeah, that and, like, they got more respect in the community. Like, Like, they're like, oh, sir, hello, doctor. You know what I mean? Like, just... Yeah. Based on that, they get a little bit of a higher pay, but not too much, right? Um, the other thing is, <laughs> I could like talk about this all day. Go for it. So, like, the other thing is, um, a lot of criminal activity was happening during communism. So, everybody was getting the same wages and this and that, but people who wanted to make extra money, they would have side hustles, right? Like, they'd go 
to Germany and uh, change currency or like uh, <clears throat> buy cars over there and bring them here. And like anybody who had uh, or, or they would make fake documents, just like there were so many other ways to make money like mm-hmm. for people. Right. Um, so I don't know where I was going with that. So, yeah. So like there was people who had tons of money. You know what I mean? It's just right, like. Right. It's almost like a stigma just because it's like a second world country or whatever. Every, everybody's poor. It's, that's not the case. Like, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But majority of the people are stuck. Like, like, like I'm saying, like that there's a lot of like apartment buildings, you know. They're, they were they used to be sold by the government. So everybody has uh, a little apartment building. They're all the same. You know what I mean? So, What of your p- friends or family friends like moved also? Did a lot of them stay back? People that you grew up with or like neighborhood people? Did Was there a ton of immigration? Or yeah, there was a big inflation. If you look it up online, um, at that point, a lot of immigrants, like in, in 97, 98, there was a huge uh, rush. What of, do you call that? Just like a, a emigration. Is it, it's emigrate when you leave the country, right? It's emigrate <laughs> when you come in or something like that. <laughs> I don't know, man. Flammable, inflammable. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like a bunch of motherfuckers came over, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. My. Personally, like, um, my friends and my family, like, my city, where I was from. Teplitze? Teplitze, near the German border. Not a lot of people um, immigrated from there. My parents had a, maybe, like, two families that came with them. Their friends, I didn't know them. They were they're my parents' friends, but they all moved back to check. And everybody's had different reasons, kind of, or... Cause, like, it's just was that it... TV show, man. It's just that TV show. People sighed and they they're like, let's move to Canada world. and like move to the better world. But like, it was true. It was, it was a good decision, right, for most of them that left, right? Like a lot of them. I think so. Um, like my parents particularly, like they thought I would have a better future here, right? Mm-hmm. Which didn't really like pan out exactly. Like I pretty much lived the same way. My cousins over there live right. or whatever, right? Like I have an apartment, a car, and I live paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. It's the same shit. Yeah. But um, for a lot of people, it worked out, right? Because a lot of people actually lived in severe poverty, whereas us, we were kind of like a mid-grade. We're still, you know, pretty poor, but yeah. not too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, what was I going to say? You just listened to Nirvana all day? Yeah, <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did. So other than DJ Bobo, <laughs> you had like... Local, so yeah, DJ Bobo it's from Sweden, right? Bobo, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I randomly came across <laughs> a D- someone mentioned life. DJ Bobo on like Reddit or something recently. Really, I forget what it was now, but it was it must some have been Russian people. Someone was like, Hey, do you know DJ Bobo? Like some famous person, and then yeah. they were like, No, I've never heard of him. And they're like, He's from your town or something like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, and then some all these comments, like, Wow, I just looked this guy up. Like, how the fuck was this guy famous? <laughs> or he was included in a list of like, Oh, you know, the 90s music, such as whatever Spice Girls, and then it was like DJ Bobo. People were like, What? Yeah, <laughs> no, and then. But he did have like millions of record sales, right? Yeah, because He's huge. Yeah, Europe has a crazy market for music. It's just like, it's, I feel like to this day, like they, they just don't know what's cool uh, media wise. You know? What yeah, I mean? they kind of just pick some other random thing. They're like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Whatever it is, like. Yeah. So I listen to a lot of Nirvana. Oh, actually, speaking of DJ Bobo, there was this uh, Kelly family thing. I think I showed you. No. Uh, they're called Kelly Family. They're from Sweden. They all had like long oh, hair. Oh, <laughs> and they're like the Brady Bunch kind of. Yeah, but they all have like long, long hair. Okay. 
and like they look like girls, but they're boys, kind of like Hanson, but like way fucking Swedish like, Hanson or something. Yeah, it's so bad. Uh, oh so my that, god! So bro. this would happen. Like there's like these waves of like things that were popular, right? Yeah. Um, of course, I didn't care because <laughs> I listened to Kurt Cobain. Mm-hmm. So um, for when I first actually when I first came to Canada, I had I had um, three tapes. It's Stevie Wonder. I had Nirvana, Nevermind, and then I had like a Czech hip hop tape. So, and that's, I wore that shit out. Like, it's all I listened to. That's insane. Those are the weirdest three cassette tapes you could like combine. Yeah. Wow. That's where. That's your style. That's, that's my where. That's style, that is. Stevie Wonder mixed with DJ Bobo mixed with <laughs> fucking. I didn't listen Kirk to DJ. <laughs> my buddy Stan did, though. I'm definitely going to splice in DJ Bobo right here. Okay, go ahead. I'll do it later. It's my life. It's my life. I can't even it's like it. Life. I tried to like it. It's not even. Some of that weird, like Euro music. It's mm-hmm. that's like corny. Is at least good enough. You can like, yeah, okay, I can like this. It's like a guilty pleasure. Yeah, like freestyle. You... Have you ever heard? Oh that? yeah, you showed me that the subway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The subway. The thing is, people didn't know English, right? right? So like, they don't know what this guy's saying. Mm-hmm. All they hear is like a techno beat, and they're like, okay, this is cool dance music, you know. Right. And this guy has sunglasses, and he's on a beach, so. And the rhythm or the cadence of their voice, at least, like it matters a little bit, like kind of. Actually, like I'm fucking really nice. confused about it too. I don't know why people listen. To <laughs> yeah, this yeah. Guy. I don't know, man. Maybe he just <clears throat> had a bunch of money and like bought his way through. They just no, nah, I don't know. We'd have to ask a Swedish person or something. I have no idea, man. You should get him on the podcast. That would oh, be amazing. Oh, he's probably dead by now. Yeah. No. Um, what else is cool? What about music? Do you do, you do music? Yeah. Actually, speaking of Kurt Cobain, once again, um, what I've been doing is I um, I took Nevermind, the album, mm-hmm. and I just took it into like Adobe Audition, and I'm like making instrumentals out of every song. Sort of like I'm putting certain parts of the beat on loop so I could rap over them. Okay. And cool. then I'm leaving some of Kurt Cobain's stuff in there. That's and cool. And I'm gonna do the album. Sick. I'm gonna do the whole album. Like a lot of the spots, I only left like a little piece for me to rap. Yeah. Yeah. So That's the good that. thing about um, being able to like make something underground and not have to pay for sam- like clearing samples oh, and yeah. stuff. I don't give a shit. I don't yeah. care. I'm actually an anarchist. Uh huh. I was thinking about that on the way here because yeah. I knew you'd have like political questions. Maybe, maybe not. I did have like an anarchist guy on here. Eh? Did you hear that one? Did you? No, yeah, he's no. from the states. Is uh, he's like a stats? He's like a data scientist, freelance data scientist. Just kind of cool. Looks at graphs and shit and like whatever for companies. Like <laughs> yeah. crunches big data. But uh, yeah, he's an anarchist. I asked him a bit about it, and I don't really get it all yet. Like I kind of get the ideas, but how to like. have an anarchist society i don't really understand how you do that but he's saying his point was like we all do anarchist things in our daily life like trading goods and stuff like that like stuff that doesn't involve the government that Mm -hmm. we just do like i give you this cash jobs or something stuff like that like um you know to a degree yeah like they say like even in the construction industry right you know there's so much like mafia stuff or under the table Mm -hmm. stuff like it's a high percentage for sure so there's always a percentage of that going on but not even the business world but just I don't know, I guess just, like, daily interactions, like, what you choose to wear. Like, I guess in some societies, like, whether it's North Korea or whatever, certain societies, you know, mm-hmm. depending on what group you're a part of, like, you have to dress a certain way or you have to, your hair can only be a certain way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here it's, like, very – I guess okay. that was part of his point was that, like, there's a lot of just freedom of choice things that we do mm-hmm. that can be considered, like, anarchist behavior. Yeah, so back to going to communist check, like, my mom and my dad growing up, like, they were – 
they weren't allowed to wear like jeans, you know, or like they weren't allowed to have an American flag on their right. That's jacket. crazy, but that's bef- that's during communism. That's yeah. during communism, right? Yeah. So that's the same thing, and that's like Czech Republic spawned a lot of anarchists. <clears throat> like a lot of my my buddies from um, the neighborhood I, I grew up in. Like I say this to a lot of people, so like. My cousins are very Euro, like gelled hair, you know, they got like man bags and like skinny jeans, like they're super cool, but you know, that's yeah. like their style. And then I have friends that I grew up with that I go see and they have like long hair and like piercings and they wear all like green and brown and they're very like anti-government. Yeah. And it's funny because I had a conversation with uh, one of my friends, right? And um, they've never been out here. They've only lived over there and they're saying how... They're complaining about the police, right? They're complaining about corruption, and they're complaining about um, um, just like the this, the country not having enough enforcement against things. But yet they're smoking weed and they're drinking in public, and mm. that's cool, right? And I'm, then I'm thinking, like, I'm thinking of Canada, like where it is like decently controlled, right? Um, and I'm thinking in my head, like, like you call the cops, they'll be there in a few minutes, exactly. kind of thing. Most places, it's not like Detroit where it takes like. An hour before the cops show up. Right. That kind of stuff. Exactly, yeah. And, uh, yeah, anything, right? Like, I, and I'm thinking, like, yeah, you guys are, like, protesting, yet you have no idea what it's like to, like, oh, you're only allowed to drink till 2 o'clock, and now you got to leave the bar. Like, hurry up, hurry up, chug your beer, chug your beer, you know? Yeah. Like, it's so, I feel like that's just that right there is so inhumane. Like, you're telling a grown man to chug his beer. Like, I'd rather not drink it. Like, yeah, if you're yeah. kicking me out, I'll take one more sip and I'll leave. Like, what the fuck do I care if I drink the fucking last bit yeah. of my beer? Yeah. It's annoying. Like, you're telling grown people. It's a like, nanny up, state thing, right? What if yeah. I don't want to chug? I'm cool, man. I don't need to chug that. I don't need to, like, force that down my throat. Right. Do people say that? Clock. Bartenders say that? Like, the chug your beer? Uh, I've never really, like, I guess I've heard that before. Think of but... Kazas. Sure. You got ten minutes. You got five minutes. Oh yeah, that no, like the yeah. I'm just saying, I've never heard them like specifically say chug your beer, but I get what you're saying. Like they give Finish you your drinks to, right? for a thing to yeah for a bar to close at two everywhere across the board. Like I guess what in Toronto, there's some that just somehow stay open till three or four, and I know in Quebec, like they can stay open yeah. later. And I guess people say it's actually safer for people to finish their drink when they want to, and then sober up kind of thing at mm-hmm. the bar, like have a glass of water or something, true, and then do whatever they're doing afterward instead of. I don't know. I don't really know the, the, the true facts on that sitch. All I'm but saying is, like, these little things. Too many stupid little rules. It's like nanny state. Things. Yeah. Exactly. These little things, like, influence your lifestyle, right? So, like, I, I was trying to, like, explain that to them over there. But they're still like, whatever, man. You guys have it way better. Yeah. You know? It's just like, every no matter where you're from, you still have this kind of just natural rebelliousness to kind of just... Even if your shit's, like, very lax and lenient, you're mm-hmm. like, no, we want it, like, even better. Like, fuck that. Yes. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> That's like Canadians, though, because Canadians really do have it so good compared to so many countries. Yeah. Just if you just generally, like, cross the board, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's problems, so. but there's, especially with different minority groups or whatever, like, there's different specific issues facing certain people. And mm-hmm. the government has, like, a lot to kind of do to catch up to what the people need. But generally, mm-hmm. pretty much most people in the world would rather live here than a lot of other countries. Yeah, for sure. You can go to school. Like, a lot of people can go to college. Crime's, like, pretty low. Crime's... It's not overpopulated. There's tons of land. Everybody can get a mortgage on a house, get a car. Yeah, you we're know. close to the U.S. But all our people live close to the U.S., so you can kind of, like, I don't know, visit there, check sure. out shit there. Like, there's all kinds of good 
I don't know. There's benefits. Like, yeah, okay. Streets are clean. Like, you know, a lot Gener- of, yeah. Europe has, like, dirty-ass streets, man. Some streets. Some like, are very nice. Yeah. They take care of their parks and, like, tourist areas. Yeah. And then other areas, it's just garbage. People just throw fucking garbage, like, everywhere. Cigarette butts. Like, you're walking <laughs> in a sea of fucking cigarette butts. Yeah, that's gross. <laughs> yeah. I don't know because I haven't traveled much. <clears throat> Where have you been? Uh, nowhere. Really. I've been to, like, Bahamas. Been to some places in the states. Yeah, Bahamas is terrible, man. Bahamas is. Ter- it's the worst. <laughs> it's the worst. It's so cool, actually. We went on a cruise ship, but like, I haven't really been there? to Europe and shit. Uh, like four, something like four years ago. Do Europe. Yeah, I gotta do Europe. A lot of people out here that travel to Europe love it. It's great. Uh, it's it's uh, cheaper for for to party and. Mm-hmm. Uh, People out there are obsessed with Canadians, Americans, anything from out, out west. They mm-hmm. watch you. They watch you. They want to hang off you. They want to ask you questions. They think you have lots and lots yeah. of money. Yeah. And it will look like you will because everything's cheaper. <laughs> yeah, man. I yeah. just talked to Sean Hind. He just did a Euro trip. Just got back. So. Who is that again? Sean Hind. Uh, he's a, <clears throat> you know, Sean, right? He was at the Does Endless, have other name? Endless Records. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Guy? Yeah. yeah, Junior. Junior's buddy, yeah. Mm. Um, that's cool. Is this an interesting podcast, or like, should we turn it up a notch? Or no, like? I think we should drink more coffee a notch. Not really. What else can we? Who talk should I about? get on this podcast? Like that, you actually like? Should I just make stuff up? Or yeah. Actually, people that <laughs> gets easy on it. Yeah, he's gonna do it. It's just a matter of doing it. With a lot of people, it's like, yeah, sure, I'll do your podcast. What when? about Fulton? Fuck that guy. Just yeah, kidding. True. No, but nah, fuck you. But just kidding. True. No, he's not listening. He's cool. That's yeah, he thing. doesn't listen. Um, Travis from Mixed <laughs> Why not? It'd yeah. be fun because if I continue doing this for like, what if I never get bored of it? Just do like 500 episodes. Mm-hmm. It's just me talking. It's not that hard to do. Just fucking. But what if I just kind of yeah, just start getting everyone from St. Catharines, just like find a guy on the corner. You come on, like hobos. You could you could learn how to make. Famous people's voices, and then pretend like you're interviewing them. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I think my voice sounds stupid. Nah, it sounds cool. It's all right. Um, Should have been a rapper. Me? Mm-hmm. What I else know, can imagine? we talk about? Everything in the world, pretty much. So, I the th- the anarchist thing, like I actually, like don't really like know, but I just think like. I don't know. I'm wondering if the guy you talked to was an anarchist. Like, does he vote? You know what's so funny is that I didn't even ask him that question. But because anarchists don't vote. Well, that's what I mean. So I'm assuming, I'm assuming he doesn't, right? Yeah. But it's funny that when you're interviewing a dude, you forget some like big questions like that. They could kind of like explain it a lot for people. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming he doesn't. Um, but that's weird, right? Because I don't vote. Yeah, you don't vote. See, because. No. I, like this is where like well it's a tough it's actually an interesting topic because <clears throat> everybody has different reasons for for not voting if they well, do not vote. i just watched joe rogan right mm-hmm. your idol i just watched a special with him so that. good eh yeah it was, it was good so he's like <laughs> he's going off eh? and he's like i don't vote bro the shit's not shit's rigged that shit <laughs> yeah no 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 he's like he's like why are we following a system that's been in place for hundreds and thousands of years you're gonna vote for one person that's gonna take yeah well, how is one person so many to people represent right? all these people and yeah like, i get you know what 
if I would vote, like I'm voting for a face, right? And that's it. Like you want a good face for your country, but that's as much. That's as far as you're gonna go, man. Like I feel the the reason I don't vote is I feel like none of this shit is affecting me and my little like space circle, right? Because but- whoever I'm gonna talk to or whoever I come across, like I'm just gonna like be strong with them mentally and like fucking get past that yeah no but i think the reason for voting that the practical reason for voting even if you think voting for the party well yeah i mean yeah and you're also voting for like policy right like like things people say nothing changes when people get in but the fact is it's slow but things do change and they change for the worst sometimes like they'll go like oh you know, passing this bill that raises taxes by 3% or whatever it is, and mm. you don't really pay attention to it, don't, didn't really hear about it, and then all of a sudden, before you know it, this bill's passed and your hydro's gone up or whatever the thing might be. Something right. in your in your life is actually affected p- small. Like, it's usually small. For like, sure. your fucking cell phone bill goes up 10 bucks or whatever, and you're like, what? Oh, the government put this new yeah, and then you tax in. And so, if you're voting, you should at least, like, check out the parties. And This is just my humble opinion. Check out the parties yeah, enough that sure. you're like, oh, NDP wants to lower that that hydro tax mm-hmm. whatever it might be and the liberals want to change it well then you go hmm liberals say they want to do that well i don't know let's check their voting record oh they voted against it so they're probably just tricking me but see it gets complicated because then it gets into like yeah you could vote for their platform what they've like written on their website but then it goes into like do you believe them or not yeah and then do you believe like the system's effective enough that it, they're actually going to get it passed it's, it, it, i don't blame people for not voting because i do understand that like it gets complicated and People feel like, well, if I vote and I'm not really informed or mm-hmm. I'm not really into the system, then I'm just kind of... That's pre- exactly what I'm saying, too. Yeah. Like, I, um... But don't say your vote doesn't matter because some people say that, too. Sure They're like, does. I don't... doesn't matter. Well, no, no, if everybody... Did... Yeah, not, no. Like, but uh, some people do say that, right? Every time, like, an election is near, um, I feel tempted and I do go... And especially because you told me, like, you read up on it. So I go yeah. and, like, read a little bit on it. And then I'm like... Like... I'm not, I'm not informed enough, you know, like, it's just Yeah, but that's a good point. That's what I'm going to go and vote for, like, who I like, who looks like I might like better. Like, (laughs) I don't know, man. And then, like, as far as all these policies go, right, it's like, you read on one, and it's like, oh, this party wants to raise taxes, right? But let's say, like, they want, they want to raise taxes, but they're environmentally friendly. And then the other, the other uh, party is like, Oh, we hate the environment, but we're going to lower taxes. Like just a stupid example. Yeah, yeah, Obviously, yeah, yeah. that doesn't make any sense. But but whatever. Yeah. Like, I why do you fucking pick and choose? Like you know. But that's <clears throat> it. that's what's tough, right? For people is they don't necessarily because they haven't engaged in the system. They they don't. Um, how do you say it? Like they don't know where they stand. Why? That's why a lot of people will direct you to this web like websites called mm-hmm. I don't know what the ones called for Canada. But it's like few like 20 questions that you answer that then at the end they tell you which party you're basically your aligned best with friend <laughs> <laughs> um i get it uh th- my fear of it and then i just want to put the final thought on it. my fear of it is that i'm gonna vote for somebody that i think is great and then they turn out to be a fucking asshole like everybody and then you go, else. fuck and they're like i voted for this guy <laughs> yeah it's your i fault. voted for yeah, him yeah, yeah. then i'm gonna just sit there and like go bald you know but that's no that's and a good chips. point I don't know, man. I 
I'm for voting, but I think it's more of just a personal decision that you just. End I, up I feeling wish I could pass way. my votes. Like I definitely, I'd pass my vote to you. I pretty That'd sure you'd sick, make actually. the most informed decision. Yo, for that's me actually ever. a good idea. A new thing where you just pass your votes to your friend <laughs> that you think is. Me. But that's kind of what I did when I first started. I just listened to Nick Carr because right. I felt like me and him aligned on so many issues already. So when he started getting me into politics and like talking about different parties and what they stand for, and he's mm. so about the NDP, I'm like, well, I'm just gonna jump on board with him because I know everything Nick believes is pretty much what I believe like just because we're hanging out all the time and Mm -hmm. we just agree on most things so i think a lot of people actually that's what can make a lifetime voter is if their friend votes and tells them to vote that's like one of the most proven things to get someone to stay engaged in the system Mm -hmm. i don't know how did you hear this party from a website from a friend from nick carr you vote yeah um fuck i feel like i'm so like not interested in like I'm interesting and not, like, uh, focused on, like, one particular subject that I'm, like, a pro at. Yeah, but that's, that's, are you saying podcast-wise or just in life? Podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's just the nature of the thing, basically. It's just, like, see, I could do a podcast that's, like, I could do a documentary style. I could, like, do a 60-minute style. Whatever you feel like doing. But I'm doing an open, free-form conversation podcast, right? Freestyle. Freestyle. Should I just rap? Do a verse if you want. When's the last time you rapped? You ever rap anymore? <clears throat> yeah, I write. Yeah, I'll see what I got. All right, I'll keep the crowd interested in the meantime. So, guys, welcome to the show. United you know, we got uh, gotten left over there. Yeah, see you over there, buddy. Hey, thanks for subscribing. Hey, you gotta get on the Facebook like since. Send a chair, right, man. Yeah, you want to win the prize? All right, send me www dot email. Send me requests. Thank you very much. <laughs> what do I got? I need to get back on stage being like a rapper, a fake rapper that just knows other people's lines and just says the last word of each sentence. Beastie Boys, Flava Flav. That was me. I started all those bands. Me too. DMX. DMX. Earl Sweatshirt Jones. Ow, ow. Ooh, ooh. Okay, I got something. It's no fair, I crushed that mic and I see more streets than a rusty bike And there's no one in the world that busts alike I got so much lust I can fuck a dyke Like boom, boom, call the cops I'm taking every shot, you falling off I'm so much better, they fucking awful No beef in your rap, it's awful awful mm. Cool, no beef in your rap? Just awful awful And please just Awful, and then is that like a double, triple entendre? Because like, your raps are awful And they're full of falafel Well, can it's I- like <laughs> Why don't you do that? Yeah, you can take that line. You can use that one. You fallen off. I'm so much better. They fucking awful. No beef in your rap. It's all falafel. Oh, I you like already falafel said awful. Raps. Yeah, I okay. like falafel raps, but no beef. Oh, raps. I didn't even get that. See, falafel raps. No I didn't even think of that. No beef in your rap. It's all falafel. I was just thinking of like beefs in the rap, as in um arguments this is why rapping stupid you put like all these and nobody catches stuff, it and everyone's just like oh yes that's why lupe fiasco made that song dumb it down Remember? Dumb down. I love like, that i'm song. not i don't have to dumb it down i have to dumb it down for these guys man take that out eh no i'll leave it in i'll mm. I'll put it i don't want intro. smith to listen to it because it's explicit i'm very fond of of uh mr smith shout out to mr smith friend of the show previous guest yeah and like i don't want him to hear that and think of me in a why because is he like a what is he a non what what is he some sort of uh well, i said guardian i got figure? so much lust i could fuck a dyke that's kind of like it's kind of gross but it's just raps it's just it's like jokes it's like eminem we talked about this on the other episode i was yeah. like it's like eminem do you think he really wanted to like put his wife in a 
trunk and like drive off a bridge. <laughs> I don't really think he literally wanted to do that. That no, but Stan did it. Stan is his character, the fan. Yeah, yeah, the fan in the sh- in the song Stan, influential, featuring Dido, Dido, Dido. I can't see you. Morning rain clouds touch my window, and I can't eat it all. And if I, it'll be there. Stan. That's a great song. Yeah, it is good. I actually have a. My best friend was Stan, and he would love that song. Wow. Yeah, that makes sense, because it's his name. He's like, yo, guy, Eminem made a song about me, bro. Stan. <laughs> oh. oh, man. <laughs> mm. We could talk about mental health if you want. Sure. Is it mental health day yet? Did that pass? When's Bell, oh, Bell it, Let's I Talk Day? Passed. I seen something on Instagram. I didn't even know it was a thing. Sometimes it passes, and it seems like a lot of people are into it and are posting the hashtag for Bell Let's Talk and, like, Saying mm-hmm. hey, my cousin had mental health issues and I'm very and then well sometimes it just passes and nobody says shit and you yeah. just forget. Mental health is a big deal. It's even a touch even when you just said let's talk about mental health, even though I'm very open about talking about anything in this podcast, it's still like okay, taboo. it's, it's kind of taboo, yeah. It's still taboo. Even me, like personally, I'm like, oh yeah. You get this feeling of well, mm-hmm. like all your mental problems are like kind of private and like why would I want to talk about that on a podcast? Like you know, it's yeah. But because you could talk about it in a general way about society, but then talking about it like individual experience, like whether it's my personal experience or yours, or it's private. It's a lot well, of stuff. That's the thing, right? Like your personal experience with it might help a person struggling with it. That's very true. If if it's, it's like if everybody was just more open about it, right? It it's, would help more. It would help everybody. But it's instead, how could you paint the picture of like the world right now as far as um mental health and like who's on meds and stuff not even statistics wise because i know there's like like say in the states it's like what like 30 40 percent are on antidepressants i'm exaggerating i don't know what it actually is but like don't you think that um if you could kind of describe the whole picture it's like it's like we're talking how it's so taboo and everyone's so silent about it and Mm -hmm. it's like silencing it's like people silencing people with pills it's like we mind you the pills work like like yeah it's not just a well, the the thing is to make some what I think personally is people that are on medication, like they need to feel like them taking the medication is a good thing. Like it's a good step. And I actually get this from a song. I get it from a Hyro song. Okay. There's a song about Hyro. Maybe you can find it. I forget what it's called. Okay. But uh, <clears throat> they each have a verse on it. Like, you know, hieroglyphics. Yeah. Pep Love like five and, of them or four and of them. Del and everybody. Yeah. Uh, this one, I don't know how many are on this song, but I heard it a while ago, but they all talk about the meds that they take, yeah. right? And, like, they're just pretty much explaining, like, uh, I forget if it's, I think it's A+. And he's just like, I need to take my Prozac and codeine so I don't hurt nobody for no things. Like, you know, like, they explain yeah. that they take these meds yeah. to be, like... And it's not just, like, joking around, like, raps. It's, like... No, no it's serious. Yeah, so, yeah. That, so that they're, like, better members of society, right? And it, it, it's it's just, like... It's nice to hear that somebody like that with so much so much success and everything is like on medication for these people, other people that are on medication, right? And yeah. Then they're saying it. Yeah, I take that and I and whatever, and it helps me not be a crazy person while I'm out in the world, or like makes me. Yeah. Let's say I'm talking to somebody and and I come off all like loopy, you know, and then you go home and you think about it. Like, I didn't want to do that, you know. It causes more struggles and depression. So if you're on your meds and uh, you're preventing from acting out yeah then you're not going to have repercussions for from acting 
weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I, I was reading something on Twitter. So people are going after like hip hop in general for saying that like something like rappers don't talk enough about it, or or just hip hop doesn't mention. And then someone like re, like tweeted all these examples mm-hmm. to this magazine that whatever published the article. This guy's like, "Are you kidding me?" And he names like Nas quote mm-hmm. talking about stuff you're just saying like like them. Whether whatever they're dealing with, like yeah. there's so many different quotes. Like, it was like DMX dig, stuff. Dig and, for it, right? Yeah, like, it's all in there. There's hieroglyphics, um, atmosphere, cage, like all those underground rappers. They touch basis on it, right? Uh, Vinny Paz, he's. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he's got some sort of depression that he raps about all mm-hmm. the time. It's great though. This this helps people uh, deal with their own thing, right? Because they look at someone that has success in their life and they're like, well, he's he's like that too. So why can't I? Get over whatever I gotta do and still be successful and like be a yeah. productive member of society. <laughs> What's weird to me too is like how suicidal thoughts can be. This is kind of random, but mm-hmm. related. But suicidal thoughts, how they can be genetically passed down. Because like I was just hearing this is anecdotal, but too. I was just hearing about um, a friend of a friend that their family, so many people killed themselves in that family. Like the guy had like eight brothers. Mm. And like or whatever, and like five of them killed themselves, and then like That's their crazy. dad killed himself. That's I mean, crazy. I guess that could be circumstantially related. Like it's not necessarily like genetic, but then, oh yeah, I don't know. It's a tough thing to figure out. But that's why you got people saying it's chemical, right? So it could be something to do with that. Like a lot of people are like, oh, it's a chemical imbalance. And, uh, yeah, I think to... there's definitely truth to that. Like some people need to be on there, whatever it is, like to kind of balance themselves out. But I, I don't know, man. Suicide. There's so is many like... different things out there, and. But like you were saying, how do, doing the taking pills, first of all, you, you said how you got to take them and and and, th- and feel and think like they're a good thing, right? I yes. think that part of that is like getting involved with a program that gets not just like going to the doctor and, and uh, see. I'm a little, I don't really know what I'm talking about in this category because you know I'm what just you're talking about, man. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know. I've never had to be on a pill for something. I've dealt with depression at certain times in my life, but I've never. You got over it yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. So I think people in my situation have like a bit of a bias. Like we're like, oh, well, I just got over mine, so well, people should be able to get over theirs. But no, can, I think people you can, can use the it. pill as a tool to get over a tough period in your time, and then when you figure that out, whatever you're going through, then you move on from that. And you don't have to take them. Yeah, and I'm a little confused too on how people end up getting off of them because uh, I know that like. To, you know, when people just stop them, that's not a good thing. And you gotta, you know, you gotta don't double up on things and like keep your doses like what you're being told to take and all that and just in conjunction with diet and exercise and all that too yeah like people can't just take pills and not exercise and not eat properly because it seems like the most logical thing is that your diet and your exercise which is i'm one to talk like i my diet's not as ideal as it could be and my i'm pretty sedentary a lot of the times like (laughs) pretty what sedentary like i just sit around play video games like i don't sanitary too man no i went to the sanitarium (laughs) thing Yeah, like uh, the fucking sanitarium, man. Sanitarium. Come pet a dolphin and get a lollipop. Uh, Fuck Marineland, man. Fuck SeaWorld. F Marineland, F SeaWorld. Let them fish go. You know what I'm saying? On the real. Yeah, Uh, close that shit down. Speaking of like, uh, fuck, man. This is this is like you said. Like, I don't want to talk about my personal experience with with uh, that with the medication and stuff because like I don't want to give people the wrong advice, right? Yeah. I don't just want to be like, hey, just throw them in the garbage. Yeah, yeah. Just flush them down the toilet. (laughs) I'm saying like, 
if you go to a doctor, you know, and you're not ready to be off the pills and you're just like, hey, I think I'm ready. They don't know. They're just going to be like, oh, okay, well, try not to take them. And then, you know, you can have a relapse or whatever. So you really have to feel like you're ready and you're over it, you know? And like, so uh, there's a lot of stuff, you know, cognitive behavioral stuff. You you reprogram your brain, you know, some people can do it by by themselves, you know. So people get electroshock therapy. Still? Yeah. To this day. Yeah, it's trippy. That's not, I don't, no, I'm not, I'm not into that. that either, but I've heard about that being a real thing. And I'm like, I don't know about that. It seems really close to the We started like a malpractice and we just like shocking people. Yeah. That'd be sick. We make, making some money. Um, do you remember the girl who drowned her five kids in the bathtub in the States in like 2005? Oh, fuck no. And then, so her thing was like, she was having suicidal thoughts and like post, what is it? Post- postpartum? Pregnancy? Postpregnantine. Departments. <laughs> yeah, but, she had a then, baby, and then she was like, "Oh no, fuck this." Yeah, so she, I think it was four kids, whatever, in the bathtub. But anyway, her, Jeez. I know it's fucked. But uh, she ended up getting out on like an insanity thing or whatever. But her husband, the whole story was that her husband decided to go against the doctor's wishes, which was to keep her at or keep her supervised at all times, mm-hmm. right? Or something like that. Like, keep her on these meds and, like, keep her super... And he was, like, somehow manipulating her to, like, get Not off the meds. It. And yeah. also, he would he thought he could wean her off of this um, being supervised. So, he would leave for an hour in the morning oh, okay. and leave for an hour at night or something. took it in his own hands. A yeah, lot of people and, do that, And though. then she went crazy and, and killed the kids. And that's, like... See, everybody's different, right? Like, you could have somebody be, like, someone's taking pills... And the other person was taking pills, and now they're not. And they go to that person, they're like, "Yeah, man, I stopped taking them. I'm fine." But like different, different circumstance. Like it, it doesn't. Everybody's different. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was yeah, good, yeah. eh? That was, that was good. good. That was good. That was good. <laughs> this was good. That was good. What you just said was good. What I'm saying is good. Oh fuck. No. Nah. Um, cigarette break. Sure. Um, Boop. we'll talk about drugs when we get back. Okay. Be right back. Did you ever have these messages? Check or call one eight hundred nine hundred seven. And if you have any questions, please call. This fine print has not been approved by the. Sponsored by Matchsticks. Every Matchstick donates thirty cents to be to another Matchstick. like your clothes to be clean do you want to wear clothes that are clean get this cleaner called tide 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 the newest thing i was gonna ask you are you having troubles with erections watch porn (laughs) close the door when you watch porn are you having trouble having sex 
Don't get have an it. erection. <laughs> Are you having trouble being a juice box? Close the door. Yeah. Everybody w- knows that. www.closethedoor.com. www.isbillcosbyinjail.com. Do you know that I own that website? Really? Yeah. Cost me one dollar. Do you want to see what it looks like right now? Stupid. Yeah, alright. What'd you put on it? It's fucking sick, bro. Are you kidding, bro? No. www.google.com Is Bill Cosby in jail dot com Everybody listening, go look up that website. www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.
whatever. I did my sketches and stuff. And then Justin was like, come over. I came over and like I met Drew and Justin and like uh, all uh, pretty much them were the only two people that I knew that rapped that were like good. Right. Yeah. And I was amazed. And I was like, these guys are sick, you know. And then I met graffiti writers that went there and like some of them were part of RC. Right. And then there was like the Thoft and there's like all these speculations. Like, Where's the Thoft and like all this stuff or whatever. Right. So, you know, you say it weird, right? It's Thoth. Thoth. With, yeah. I say There's Thoth? No F. Yeah, you always Thoth. We chalk it up to you're just European, so you just yeah, say chalk, words differently. Chalk. So, I, so the thing is, like, what was the question again? <laughs> just, like, just like, though, I just want to know what was kind of... Before us? Other than your friends that you met, like Drew and Justin and them that were yeah, rapping, yeah, yeah. what was the scene? Like, did you know of any, like, professional hip-hop guys doing anything in the city? Or well, was yeah, it just like, guys freestyling in garages and stuff? Well, garages. Like, actually, like, the first album that I got that... That was like fully done, and we haven't. I haven't recorded anything yet. And we talked about recording and stuff. We never did. We just freestyled and stuff. But first album I had was Purple Kitty, which was uh, Femapco put this album out, and it had Sazy on it, and Concept, and Acolyte, and and they had like this group, right? And like uh, there's random songs on there from different people from St. Catharines, like Femapco's on the cover, and. Uh, so Famaco's only Tina. like what thirty or something like or maybe no I think he's thirty four. Oh, okay, so because I remember Famaco being the first thing like that 32. I saw. That was like seen like in the old scene CDs mm-hmm. there when I got into some music from Irene Carr and all yeah, that. Yeah, did you there see was, him at L three with the? First I don't know if I mic? saw him there, but and then oh, I also remember disgruntled employees like stuff like that, like the kind of rap rock thing was yeah. going on, like those is James Townsend and. Um, I don't think they came before us. They came out at like the same, same time because oh, okay. uh, I went to high school with uh, with James. Yeah, James. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I went yeah. to high school with Jack shit, and uh, he he rapped and I rapped, but it was like it was sort. It wasn't a rivalry. We just like didn't care because I was like, oh, we got the cool crew, and I don't know what this guy's doing. But like, uh, obviously later on, like. He's amazing. We did talent shows in high school, and, mm-hmm. and he would rap at the talent show. You had, like, show. Jamal Bell doing stuff with and you. And me and Jamal would rap at the talent show, but he would rap at the talent show, but we, like, never really spoke, I guess, until later on, right? And right, he's right. the man. What I'm just trying to figure out is... Like, what's why the did hip-hop, I'm trying to... Yeah, but I'm trying to figure out, too, why hip-hop took so long to sort of make its way to St. Catharines in the history of the world because it seems like, yeah, people listened to hip-hop, but there wasn't, like, independent artists that were doing hip-hop in St. Catharines before yeah. our generation. I'm trying to think of Sazy, right? So, like, what Sazy's backstory is, right? Yeah, so, like, who like, influenced him around here? So, I'll, go, I'll ask he him. He told one. me... He, yeah, you can. But he, he told me... um What's the guy's name right now? Apocalypse, right? I fucking love that guy. I only saw him once. But... Yeah, like, Apocalypse apparently is, like, an OG. Oh, so sick. Right? Um... And, um, you had like those uh, who are those two twin brothers? Uh, the ones a singer, ones a rap. Culture Fire Brown's brother, Col- Faya, MC Faya? Faya. Yeah. And then his brother was Culture Brown, or their cousins. I have no. I don't no, know. actually, they're the same guy. <laughs> it's they're a clone. the same guy. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so I know he was around, and honestly, like as far as like rap goes, I only go back to like Sazy and Kyle Patch. Like, yeah. I had his, I had Kyle Patch's songs on my first MP3 player. Like only held nine songs. Shout out theater, and, like, theater Crips, and they theater just performed Crips, yeah. at the um, Grave and Wine. They're still out doing stuff, putting out. Yeah, music they're stuff. so sick. They're so sick. Yeah, shout out K Flip. So that and Famapco, 
from Apcode, suck my mic. I got bought the album. I went to the show. Uh, Exit Theme was around. Same, they came out similar time as us. I think um, Jackal or uh, Anibis. He was doing <clears throat> stuff a b- little, little bit before me. Oh yeah, that's I remember Steve. Going, what was his last name again? Steve. Uh, that's Steve Hunter and Steve Moss. And in Steve Moss was Sim. He went to Simco or they both went to oh, Simco. They both. Yeah, so, okay. so Steve Moss was Anibis and Steve Hunter was um, Andy Abel. <clears throat> so oh, yeah. where's he at, by the way, Andy Abel? I don't know. Where are your beats, Andy? Uh, Jack Shit says he collaborates with them. Apparently, he's very low key. Yeah. He's very low key. Yeah. So um, they were, I think they were like a little bit. They were a little bit before me for sure. So like I met Anubis Five at his house. We did a song, and I could just tell that he's had like a little bit more tracks under his belt, and like he's been around the scene a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, honestly, like the best. Part the best way I could describe it, the whole hip hop thing is like me and Steve Campbell and like going to Holy Cross and like meeting up with Steve and uh, Josh Graham. And just, it was just super underground. Just going around the city like freestyling, yeah. like for fun. Like we would just like rap for fun, you know. Like see, this is what I'm kind of parties with rock parties. Like people yeah, yeah, would show yeah. up to parties. Like I'd walk fucking across the whole city just to go rap, you know. Yeah. Just to go meet up with them and rap and get props at the party. Yeah. Like you know. It's so, so sick, man. It was so unexpected, you know? Like, I show up, and I'm like, okay, like, kind of, like, don't say much, this and that, you know? Beat comes on, and then, boom, here I come. And then everyone's like, oh, shit, like, what's going on? You know, people right, crowd right, around. Right. Like, everybody would... People that don't even rap would freestyle, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, Debo, yeah. Scuba, like, all these guys. <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah. just, like, jump on the mic, and, like, we had a lot of fun. So, like, that was happening. I, I, that's, that's as far as I know. It was just, like, the graffiti and the rap, like, but, melted together. Yeah. Like, we'd go paint right yeah we go paint and then while we're painting we just kick raps you mm-hmm. know like mm-hmm. to rest your finger you know you just like hang out and yeah, like yeah, rap yeah. and um like as far as like before me i did i did listen to spectac i had that i had death which was sazy the death of spectac yeah. which was sazy and uh i listened to kyle and i listened to a bit of Mapco and whoever was on that purple kitty cd and i know they had other cds before that sazy had this uh six uh Six track EP was called Cold as Ice. Okay. Yeah, it's it's just like six tracks and it just makes me think of um like so you know, this is, there's this Chavis Chandler interview recently where he's talking about Detroit uh rappers and they're like, you know, like who do you like from Detroit? And you know do you expect someone at Chavis's level to be like, Yeah, shout out Big Sean or like someone like yeah. uh bigger and he just goes Blade Icewood or whatever the guy's <laughs> name is. I'm yeah. like, that just sounds like a St. Catherine's kind of guy that was like bef- before everyone that people mm-hmm. kind of forget and everybody made it out the underground but was just like the sick, like Apocalypse or something. Like yeah. Blade Icewood. What the fuck yeah, is yeah. that? And you're like, this guy Icewood. must be so sick. Icewood. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, like, fuck, man. Like, we listen to, I listened to like a lot of Atmosphere, right, in high school. And like, the bedrock for Atmosphere was I Self Divine. Right and the Micronauts, okay. and which like, and like I heard like Slug mention my, the Micronauts, so I would like go dig on Micronauts, and like even back then, like I couldn't really like find much, like a couple tracks or whatever. So like, and it was so sick, you know. So I'm like, okay, so they're influenced by this, and then he made Dino Spectrum, which is like a spin off of that, and then mm-hmm. this and this and this. 
It's interesting, right? Like, so it was all this under. It was all this underground music that people were passing around in our kind of different circles. People were passing around. For it sure. wasn't like like Def Jux. When people started talking about Def Jux, yeah, then people hop on that and they're like, "Oh, I like Def Jux." But it's just like you just heard that from like whoever, like Josh Graham, Josh French, or Josh <laughs> Graham, or whoever. Yeah, it's a fa- It was like a fab. It a was bit of a fab, fab to listen to underground music back then because like. But it's weird because so it was taboo. only amongst a lot of us and then collegiate and like Holy Cross and like it was secret. Sim- it was secretive, man. Like I'd see like Jamel. For example, right? He was mm-hmm. outside. He's looking at me. And I'm like, and this is like before I was like heavily in the scene. I was like, hey, man, what are you listening to? He's like, none of your business. Okay. So like <laughs> it would force me to go dig, right? Yeah. So like how I found about, out about the underground is so fucking weird. I had a Swollen Member CD, right? Their mm-hmm. first CD. And then I was just looking on features. And there's a, a, a program called uh, Soul Seek, which was like a – I. A, it was like a Napster, but way more advanced. It was sick. It had, like, yeah. chats and all this sh- crazy shit, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I went and uh, on, on that CD, I saw Dell, right? Dell the Funky Homo Sapien was featuring on the track. So mm-hmm. I went on Soul Seek and boom. And then, like, Soul Seek had a, and there's people commenting, yo, check this out, check this out, check this out, right? And then I got into, like, Living Legend. That's and, really like, weird because that's, that's, like, a mixture of the peer-to-peer and MP3 sharing we were doing in the, in the pioneer days of the internet mixed mm-hmm. with, like, chat rooms mm-hmm. and, like, online community. That's fucking weird. Right. And people were very, like, specific about about like what they listen to right like uh but people just didn't want to give it up they didn't want to give up the secret like in high school like yeah it was just secrets man because there's like so much knowledge packed in those like raps and stuff right and yeah we didn't want to have a bunch of fucking idiots running around and rapping and like thinking they're this or that which ended up happening anyways but yeah i don't know it was sick i miss it i miss it so much it's even like when i listened when i first found travis scott i didn't tell people about that because i thought especially like the beats and everything i was like this is next level i'm mm. I, this is my shit like i fucking love this but you don't this is a weird thing that why would you not really want people to know about how great this shit is but at the same time you want to like covet the music to yourself mm-hmm. and that everybody goes through that and like when their favorite well, you pick thing, and choose when you show it to right yeah and then when they become famous you're kind of like yeah fuck, fuck I that knew it. Yeah. like the weekend <laughs> when i first listened to the weekend i didn't show people that i swear to g i found it first before so many people and just like he had the shit on youtube well we can do the shit on youtube that was my r kelly <laughs> but he had this stuff on youtube that and it was never showing his face or nothing it was yeah. just like house of balloons and it'd be like half of a girl's body with like balloon black and white and the cool. sickest voice and music you're like who's making this and everyone's like who is this guy who is this guy and then he started he showed like one silhouette of his face right he had like a like a reveal going on in his initial right kind of music and that was before like radio anybody play and all that. that didn't you listen to danny brown before anybody yeah, around yeah, here yeah, 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 like 20, 2012. Because, like, Fuse put me up on that, too, yeah. right? No, like, 08 no. or so. Like, something like crazy, like, 09 or 10, 2010, I was listening to that stuff. The yeah, hybrid. that's wildin', right? But, yeah, same idea. I, I kept it from everybody because, not like your close friends. Like, you show your close friends, but you wouldn't be, like, posting it all the time and stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah, so yeah. it's kind of a weird aspect of, of what we like whether it's art or music it's like you feel like that you have this personal connection to it and you don't but in reality you would think you would want everybody to experience how great the thing is whether it's art or yeah. music or whatnot but we all have this natural tendency to like yeah, keep I it know. a secret for a bit that's true but anyway so, back to the scene and stuff people, so who yeah. who i mean i feel like i know all this who information anyway me? well who influenced you but also who was i wonder if other guys would know this more than us other guys like just who, I, I don't www.otherguys.com. Yeah, yeah. I don't know 
who made any professional inroads in music as far as hip hop goes around here, other than like Sazy, just because he's been working so hard and moving around to different places, doing doing stuff in Toronto and whatnot. And like, you mean up to this day? Just f- the whole time. Like, was there any hip hop artist in the eighties here in Saint Catherine? Like, Irene Carr would be good to ask oh, this. She'd um, probably know. I'm thinking now. There. Oh fuck! I, I thought I just. I thought I thought of someone. I know, like Arson's stepbrother. Uh huh. Was a DJ around here like way back in the day too? And he would do hip hop stuff. Yeah, he might know. Yeah, he's like a big hip hop head. Like he collected records, and he's. And like this a, is what I'm trying to get at. Like, hip hop DJs. I feel here. like we're the scene, and to some degree in this recent history. And I feel like what came before us, or like it why did Saint, up, why did it took so long you, man, to get to Like what I personally, what I believe in my theory is, it is from the graffiti. Like, but it, it never, is. it never it's blew graffiti, up though. Man. It's like still, it's like it, like what, like look at like. Like, RC is a huge crew, you know? Like, they're known around Canada, and they started here. Yeah. So, like, you'd have, like... Not to mention any names. Not to Alleged, any it's all allegedly www.nobodyfuckingknowsnothing.com. <laughs> so, like, RC is a huge crew, so, like, they would have their... The artists that were already in St. Catharines would be here, but then there would be guys from Toronto and BC coming to do pieces with them, right? True, true. And they were on Bombing Science and all those graffiti websites and And then, stuff. boom, like, here's a tape. You know, like, here's this, here's this. One of the other pioneers that I know of was uh, Blake. And he went to collegiate. And I was in grade 9, he was in grade 12. And he was, like, breakdancing in the halls and, like, blah, blah, blah. And, like, he had all this music from out west, right? Um, He had, like, Macklemore stuff back then and, like, Fourth World Occupants, like, weird fucking west coast. Is that that shy, shy mate guy? How do you say his name? Shay? Remember that? No. That... Who who was that kid part of? Uh, the kid we saw at on uh, Hartzell, little kid, white kid with glasses, like pretty sick freestyler beatboxer. Remember we saw he's from Vancouver, and you're like, aren't you the dude oh, from? Oh yeah, emotions, it? yeah, emotions. Yeah, he's from like, four, he's from fourth world occupants. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, okay. So like, I heard his stuff when I was in high school because it was passed down to me, and like, and then they show they showed up here for the show not expecting anybody to know about them, and I was like, yeah, yeah, you know this, you know this, mental right, right, fencing, right, right. I mean, and they're like, like some what? Of the songs, and they're like, how does this guy know? But that's what. So what I'm trying to say also is like it's so weird how small of a scene all this underground stuff is in Canada. Like we're just talking about these few people who just passed some tapes around and like yeah. did art together. It's like it's, and when you first get into it when you're younger, like when I first met all you guys, I knew it was like a local party scene kind of thing. Like me, I would print little mixtapes and bring my beats around i like gave first time i met you guys like but you felt that drew i just like gave the the passion for it like you wanted to be a part of it it was a weird connection it was yeah it was definitely one of those things where they talk about a a moment in in the future that's like dragging you through time like it's kind of just dragging you along you don't know why like why do i love hip-hop so much why am i making these beats and why am i connecting with these people and like these people just seem to come out of nowhere and what you're a sick freestyler like how did you how did i run into you and you're a sick rapper like oh just so happens i make beats well here you go it's a big mixtape yeah and then you're doing tracks together actually me and campbell had one of your CDs yeah, a while back. 31 instrumentals. We freestyled on it too. Something. Yeah, it was, and like, I didn't even know who you were. It had like, a little sticker of just like a piano. It's like piano and it just said like, like Deke or something. Super like crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the, that's the same thing. That feeling, like that's the same feeling that I had and that everybody else involved in the community have. You're creating something and then you want to share it with people that are involved and you want to know like if you're doing it right and you want insight and you want to get yeah, you want feedback you want to get better right yeah for, like for example like i did my first track with 
Steve Hunter, like Andy Abel, he was the first one to give me an original beat. Mm-hmm. And I was 17, and he sent me a few. And I did my first few songs, because not a lot of people have heard. Maybe, like, Anthony Jacobs yep. uh, heard it. That's mm-hmm. about it. So, like, I actually have the song where he talk about, like, smoking is bad, like, very, like, conscious stuff mm-hmm. for being, like, so young, eh? And, like, I did five or four tracks, and at that time, I was looking up to Drew, and I was looking up to Justin, right? And Jamel. Because, like, I wasn't a part of the crew yet. I was just, like, kind of, like, a follower of theirs. So, yeah. like, I made these songs, right? They haven't even recorded songs yet. And I was recording songs. And I thought they were cooler than me. So, I reco- yeah. I recorded these few songs, right? And MSN, I send one to Drew. And he just goes, this is shit. Yeah. Right away. Like, yeah. I, I, and, you know, and, like, back then, like, nowadays you tell somebody, like, oh, your shit is shit. They get so pissed, eh? They're like, yeah. fuck you, bitch. You're a hater. Love my haters. Blah, blah, blah. You know? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. and sometimes they quit. Whatever. Yeah. Like, when he said that to me, he's like, this is shit. What did I do? I fucking put on the next beat and I started writing yeah. something new. And he was like, yeah, whatever. You kind of – your delivery's off. Like, he yeah. give me, like, honest feedback, yeah. right? So – so my rhythm and delivery was off. I didn't know how to like properly rap on a beat, right? So I, I'd, uh, I, I go see him, and I'd be like, "Oh shit! All right, well, you want to hang out, right?" And he's like, "Yeah, cool." So I come over to his house, mm-hmm. and then he show me his stuff, you know. And then I'm like, oh, "Okay," so I see like he's flowing like this, and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you then, adapt to it, you co- it, kind of collaborate with it, and and the more you want to do it, the quicker you learn. I I wanted to like do it so bad, so I, like. I did these five tracks that were all off-key, a lot of, like, high vocabulary and, like, crazy shit just from what I heard, just trying to make it sound underground, yeah. right? And then, fucking, he showed me some stuff, and then I was like, okay. And then my next songs right after that were, like, right on point, right on cue, you know? I just, like, practice the flow and, like, do this and that, you know? And yeah. that's the other thing they would say. They're like, oh, yeah, you want to be a part of the crew? That's cool that you, like, write songs, but you got to be able to freestyle, otherwise we're not fucking with you, right? You have to, like, freestyle off the top of your head, so, like... So I went, and uh, I still remember I lived on 165 Ontario in the apartment building, where also Mike Martin was there, right? Mike Martin was rapping back then, right, too. Right, he lived right. in the same building. Mm-hmm. So shout-outs to Tino, you know, trust yep. no one. Uh, so he's rapping, too, and I was rapping, and I was, like, trying to do the underground shit. I'm rapping about, like... Mystical, miracle, mystical physical, miracle, physical, miracle, physical, right? And he's rapping about, like, stab you in the knife, in the night, right? Yeah. Like, See him in the lobby and like exchange a couple rhymes. They're like, yeah, yeah, sick. But then turn around, like, I'm not fucking with that dude. He's like, I'm not fucking with that dude. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, <clears throat> can I go back to Drew for a sec? The first time that I sent, I've told you this before, but the first time I sent Drew a beat, yeah, what I said saying? like it was on MSM as well, and I said, oh, he had already had the the, the CD I gave him with the mixtape, but I said, uh, yeah, I got beats, whatever. He's like, yeah, as long as they're dope and cheap. <laughs> And he just wanted to like hook him up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's, uh, that was the 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 attitude back then. We were all younger. We we're like, I'm not paying anybody for shit. Like yeah. I'm gonna just do whatever way I can get my music made like as cheap as possible. Well, fuck. We just stole every beat we could get our hands on. <laughs> so like, <clears throat> anyway. So I was like saying, uh, fucking. I'm just trying to tell you like how I got down with them, you know, and like it pretty much gives an example of like how, how uh, how hard or easy it is. Yeah. So, like, I'm like, yo, I want to be in Central Flow. I want to be in Central Flow, blah, blah, blah. And, like, Drew and Justin are like, nah, man, uh, whatever. Like, only this some is an of elite us, crew. Yeah. Only some of us are going to make it, you know? Like, just hinting Sorry, at the man, fact Sorry, man. There's that, only so much room in the showbiz stuff, man. Yeah, pretty much. Like, hinting at the fact that, like, I'm whack, right? So, like, I'm 
So I was like, fuck them then. And I went with Campbell. And me and Campbell were painting and rapping and fucking, we're getting better because we're doing it every day. Freestyling yeah. every day, battling each other for fun, like writing shit, like just wilding out, eating pizza, you know? Shout like, out pizza. Yep. Shout out pizza, uh, pepperoni, mushroom, bacon. Mm-hmm. Canadian, eh? And then fucking, so, you know, I built my skills and then fucking. Then I got copped this attitude. I was like, fuck you guys, man. I don't need you guys. I still hang out with Drew, though, eh? Because he was like, he's the god back then, eh? So uh-huh. I was like, got to go chill with the god and see what he's saying, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, um... Any other crew that I would meet or, like, different people who didn't necessarily know all you guys but kind of knew a bit would say, like, yeah, Hensby is the sickest of that yeah. crew. Like, whoever, they'd be like, I don't know about those other guys, but Drew, like, he's sick. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah, Drew's a man. He's the sickest. He's the best. Um... He's the coolest guy around. Shout out, Drew. I guess. <laughs> so then fucking da 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 yeah what was I saying so I I literally so I hung out with them so already I felt privileged enough to be like fuck it man I'm not gonna ask them anymore like I am just central flow right so I did started recording my first album and I just fucking shouted it out all the fucking time like central flow what up now, just almost saying like what's up to them right I just put myself in the crew yeah, so yeah, you know yeah. how most deaf is like, I never asked for permission. I just stepped, stepped up, up and, and took, took it. it. Yeah. I did it. I yeah. just did that. And then yeah. I was like. But uh, you were already. See, because when I came up, people, it's really weird how we met and everything. And people think that. The gas station? Yeah, all that. But even just the fact that I. Yeah, the fact that I listened to your music before we met. People yeah. don't know that about us. They think we just either grew up together or whatever. They mm. think like. And people are also confused about why our names rhyme, which is just a mutual, another story too. But mm-hmm. um, that doesn't have to do with one another. But. Mm-hmm. Um, I when I listened to all you guys, maybe like I thought you were all sick, right? And I didn't know any of you guys, but I, I you definitely stood out and I gravitated towards you and like Josh Roberts liked you a lot too as far as the music goes. And but I, I yeah. think I always thought Crumble was real sick just because yeah. of like a couple tracks where you just really wild wild it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Crumble's dope. But what's funny that you're saying how you were trying to like make it in the crew so much, but then when the when the music came came time to be to be listened to me as a listener gravitated towards you first and i know Keen's stuff like adam on myspace and whatnot really, yeah? Like, yeah i had like uh hooded poets those guys on myspace and that's when me and josh and nate wackett were doing and, and josh french were doing uh sneak club mm-hmm. so i was making like shitty weird piano beats like little yeah, guys are rapping they're rapping about toblerone chocolate bars and stuff yeah, and he's like, like i'm looking at the ceiling so it don't so look no- like i'm stealing yeah. so people say i'm fresher than this apple that i'm peeling which points <laughs> out the obvious your style so whatever like my style so yeah, appealing uses the shit he's he was but great this is, I, I bet you it's because like in high school i kind of like took him under my wing sort of like i just thought he was cool mm-hmm. and he did graffiti a lot just exactly and he showed what me justin all you guys stuff me. Like, yeah, just yeah, exactly yeah. justin did to me like i was doing graffiti he came up he was like yo what's up well, I saw him in the cafeteria, and he's, like, tagging. So I'm like, oh, six, I'll do a sketch at lunch. And I'd be like, yo, check this, and, like, blah, blah, blah. And I was always like, yo, you're dope, blah, blah, blah. You know, I encourage it. And then probably he was like, oh, Mufik's sick. Then he put it in your fucking head. Yeah, he did. Because me and Josh, had, we did the whole Sneak Club crew thing before, like, at Queen Mary. We weren't into – it wasn't hip-hop at that time, though. We were, like – Stealing We things. were Yeah, we were a mix of different uh, – Was it Nikki in that? Yeah, there was a female sneak club. There was a whole like crew. There's a whole swath of them. But sneak club was more just about hiding in the vents of the school and like getting five pieces of pizza yeah. for the price of one and like That's tricking cool. the teachers <laughs> into stuff and like 
We got we got accused of different shit. Whenever the teachers would like a teacher stole and bought a doll off of another teacher's desk and then left the ransom note with like yeah. cut out magazine letters, and the guy took us out of the ho- into the hallway. It was like, I know it was Snake Club. <laughs> and the the, te- the vice principal thought we were a cult because we had six members. Like somebody that was tied to us cut the phone lines to the schools. Like cops showed up. It was always something That's that involved sick. us. I never had a crew like that. Oh, it was sick, especially because it was like grade eight. But when I went to high school. I showed up first day of high school with like nice shoes on, tucked in nice shirt, shoes. tucked in shirt, with, like button, like yeah. dress pants, not dress pants, but like nice jeans, too, hair slick. Nine, yeah. Like it was like I was going proper. to grade three or four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Second too, day, I'm with like, shirts all out. I'm yeah. like, stealing. fucked up. Like, What's no. up? Gonna smoke? Yeah. So blah blah blah, bitty bitty bitty, blah blah blah, and then the East Coast West, and then Tupac died, and then now we're here. Yeah, common dust ice cube. Um, Ice Cube, Dell's cousin. That's right. That's right. Hip hop facts. This whole useless hip hop facts. Useless hip hop facts. <laughs> Dell is Ice Cube's fucking cousin. Get it through your heads. What's another and, uh, one? He was signed on to his label, Electra, and then got dropped. For reals? Dropped. Oh, yeah. Dropped. Useless hip hop fact number nine hundred and twelve. Q-Tip is Consequences cousin. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, who else is cousins in the hip hop game that no one knows about? I don't know. I know Necro and Il Bill are brothers, but that's probably common knowledge. Q-Tip produced songs on Nas's first album, Illmatic. Kanye was producing for Jay-Z forever. Kanye wanted to be a rapper, but everyone thought, you need to stick to the beats, son, for a while and stuff. And he was (laughs) like, no, let me rap, let me rap. And they were like, no, you need to be a producer first. Let's move on. More facts. Let's we should talk, just, like, riff let's, facts. Let's talk about rappers' real names and how they're all fucking weird as Okay, hell. DMX. Earl Simmons. Uh, Eminem. Marshall Mathers. Everyone knows that. What's, Ma- what's that, Method though? Man's real name? name? Clive. Uh, Clifford Smith. Clifford Smith. Yeah. What's Red Man's real name? Reggie Noble. He's got a cool name. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Hey, Clifford Smith. Hi, this is Clifford Smith. Yeah. And this is Marshall Mathers. Like, so weird. They're hey? very, like, regal, like, white people sounding and Earl names. Simmons they're definitely government names but then it's like yo I'm Reggie Noble kid <laughs> like Reggie Noble yeah yeah what's Absol's name isn't it Herbert it's Herbert uh Herbert Anthony Stevens crazy and Q and Schoolboy Q's Quincy Jones right Quincy something Quincy, but that still sounds like a, a nice African name like African-American name not really maybe because I just think of um Quincy um just feel fuck. like if, if you're gonna make it big you better have a weird name as a rapper yeah, no, isn't it all just coincidence? Yeah, probably. I don't know. Sean Kingston. What, kid? You want to be a rapper? What's your name? Jo- oh, <laughs> Joe Motiki? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Motiki. Shout out Joe Motiki. Yeah, com. Uh, no, I was going to touch on one other thing. Back about to the that. scene. Let's go. I got, I, yeah, yeah, I but let's fast forward scene, it man. to like, well, yeah, well, get, fast get forward. the good parts. So we did all the central flow stuff, whatever. Then everybody fell off. Huge. Everybody fell off. Nobody did shit. We're 18, 19. And then you met me. People are doing drugs and everybody's going crazy. Yeah. No one cares, right? So yep. 2008. They're like, hip hop is dead. Hip hop is dead, man. And then 2008, uh, 905 hip hop. Came out, which 905 Hip Hop was actually established in 2006. It was just a MySpace page, and it yeah, had like but it Arson, uh, Danny, like DJ Old Table Manners, Duraska, and me. That's yeah, it. Yeah. And yeah. then, like, he brought it back in 2009, right? Or 2008. So, yeah, like, huge, man. Like, everybody was inspired. I was inspired. I haven't made music in three years. Came back into it, started writing again, fucking. Uh, did the thing, did it, did it, ding. put the thing, want to make it, bling. put a thing, he yeah. started making beats for us, like, it, we had, we were, had, um, 
music on the radio station. So or... let's talk about official events that kind of got people thinking about the local scene. I know there was the one big show uh, at, at L3, L3 that Ars- I believe Bergsman Arsenal uh, put it together. Or was it just Arsenal? Or was it more of a just here, like kind of we messaged all the artists and we're like, who? who was it basically Arson who, who, did, who organized I, that? I, I think so. I'm talking like 2008, L3, it was like 150 with, people he there. He must still work with Bergsman because I know he like... He was working at L three there or something like he, he had maybe. it in there. Or something. I don't know how who we'll maybe Bert. it was Justin actually who helped with that. Could have been. Dude. I know Justin did the one that was like the uh, bridging the gap. He did that one and that was a big success. I don't know who he was working with, but yeah, he threw it. it the first nine hundred five hip hop show. Can I first nine hundred five official hip hop show? I mean, I mean, it was really big and there was actually like Huge. ton of people like all the different kind of crews I was like hanging out with or partying with whatever that time it's just everybody just showed up and you're like oh i know that guy oh i know that guy like that's the first time i really broke out of my shell as far as hanging out like being social like i was always had a small crew growing up like just played video games and, like stuff i wasn't really like yeah, out there partying and stuff yeah you did a lot of lego stuff yeah lego. a lot of stuff at a LEGO. yeah so this was like oh okay there's like we're at a bar they're playing and they're playing our music on the speakers before the show and i'm like what is this yeah, like is this so reality sick. like yeah. what is going on right i'm like and uh, it's just a weird feeling that not a lot of people get to experience because it's so dope. It's so dope. And I, I, this is a funny thing. I remember hearing Stakes High when they played it before the show. They're like just Justin stuff. It was like to some industry beats, like a what was a it? Jake One beat. Jake One beat and yeah. some other one he has. Was a con- was like, he did that for a contest. So Jake yeah. One so anyway, they're playing that on the speaker. I didn't think Stakes High was local like i thought because it was so good those couple tracks first of all i thought the jake one beat was like a low uh how, no how did it go i basically i just thought that he was this professional guy who was part of 905 hip-hop who had like you just picture these guys as when you don't meet them as like yeah because their skill was so good at that at that point mm. you so it just goes to show you but how everyone around here that's stuck to doing music has is really good. Like they have good skills because of all the lack of support. So people are like, "Oh, I gotta be better. I gotta be better. I gotta yeah, be better." Yeah, they're like tougher so, like, because of it. Yeah. So go. Also, go on. what's the, so? Yeah, I um, I just uh, always find it so interesting how cool the scene was for us and our friends at the time, but it never really grew. Like, there's not a there wasn't an appetite for it in St. Catharines as far as the masses go. Like people either frown upon hip hop or either they're ignorant to it or either. I think there was. I think. Oh, fuck. And I wish... They, I, I feel like there was, like... When you look at the timeline of it, something happened. Like, there was something where it went from, this is the coolest shit ever, and we have a scene, and this is awesome, yeah. to, like, this is clown stuff. This is clowns. Okay, like, I got a good clowns. way of saying it without hurting anybody's feelings. I'm not going to name any names. I'm just going to say that I, when I look at scenes like uh, Detroit... Nowadays, when I look at Atlanta, all the mm-hmm. hip-hop coming out of Atlanta, when I look at, especially, specifically in Atlanta, like, awful records, mm-hmm. they're, like, a very kind of underground, like, from from my outside as a fan, from my outside perspective, I feel like they're just this group of friends who, like, this one guy's got a house, and they all, like, crash there, and they all make beats, or some of them are singers and whatnot, but they all support each other, like, fully. Like, they, they're all cool, they all shout at each other and, like, feature each other and whatnot, which a lot of us did. But partly because of the lack of appetite and also the fact that there were some whack people in the scene here and there that, like, yeah, they were trying to have fun and, like, and like they were really doing it and, like, they had a couple good tracks and they were nice people. But, yeah. like, some of them were just <clears throat> doing it for, like, you couldn't really tell why. You're, like, you're Literally, like, you're at these shows and you got, like, you or Crumble go up and do a sick – people are like, whoa! And then, like, someone else goes up and they're like, 
feedback on the mic and they're like hey my name's jim joe like and then they start rapping and it's yeah. like what who the fuck is this See, and then people are like this scene you, sucks because people but how do you control that how okay so what i'm trying that, to say right? is i feel like a lot of us just like you don't got drew telling you on msm yo this shit is whack yeah you know yeah, 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 like yeah. i feel like if there was somebody but if like the majority of the guys that were like the pioneers were like yeah. yo man you need to like work on your shit yeah and the other person wasn't to get offended and be a little bitch about it, and yeah. actually went and like perfected his craft. That's mm-hmm. how you grow the scene, right? But I guess I'm I just feel trying like to see maybe it. that was it. I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to decipher. Uh, basically, I know what you're trying to say. What like, I'm trying to say is it's so interesting that there was there is and was so much talent around here, but there's no real connection to the masses as far as the local hip hop goes. It's like people, like I said before, I'm kind of repeating myself now, but people just didn't get it or they didn't care or. It wasn't... Well, it had a good run. Yeah. It, it went from, literally, it went from 2008 to 2011. Like, right before I got together with you and we did Coach Fame. Yeah. Like, that's where it kind of, like, st- started to die. Yeah, it was interesting that our so stuff, like eight, our collaboration... nine, ten, eleven, and there's three years of people coming out to shows and, like, yeah. people being able to make money. Like, I made money from doing Orangasang and, like, you helped me do some of the shows and, like, yeah. people actually came out. Like, I... You know, like they actually came out to the shows and everything. And then like, yeah. And then, and then there was a point where I felt like it was going to be saved. Like when black magic started coming oh, out yeah, yeah, and yeah. we did the, we did scene and me and you did couch fame like yeah. that, like 2000. It's like, here's the next era, but and not like really. Chuck nineties. Right. And every, those guys, yeah. Choom gang. And like, and it was like, okay, like, yeah, there's like some of this left. Like there's yeah. some of the good stuff left yeah, yeah. and all these other people fucking fell off. That we're, we're definitely, left. we're in a Valley now. Kind of. And then I feel like, like, and I, I honestly, like, don't know what happened to this point where everybody is, like, it's just gone. I don't know if it's the way, like, the rap scene changed, like, how the new, the new stuff is out, the new, new music is out, yeah. and people that are malleable to that style stay, and the people who are, like, this is not my thing, and just kind of, like, back off and, like, go back into the underground and just do it for themselves. Well, I could say one point about it that I don't want to, like, be super, like... I don't want to diss ourselves, but in some sense, you know, you just realistically recognize that we're not, like, the greatest around, that, like, everybody should love our shit, right? Like, me, even me with beats, like, I know my shit's pretty dope, but I can also be, like, self-deprecating about my music, like, I could, it could be better, yeah. but I, I recognize the fact that, like, yeah, my friends might think it's cool, but a lot of my music is not yeah radio worthy or like concert worthy or like yeah. masses worthy and i well you find your lane right and then they, yeah. you find your lane and like along the way when things were hot for us like for me and you or for 905 hip-hop like when things were hot that would have been a good time to like strike out of the comfort zone yeah the block was hot yeah the block was hot so like you know that that would have been a good time to like let's say and it's weird. It's like, oh, well, someone could have, like, who's someone? You know, no one's going to just come and look at what we're doing and be like, oh, this is amazing. Like, sorry, I was thinking earlier when we were talking to, like, Scribble Jam, right? You know Scribble Jam? Uh, Yeah, a little bit. It was old rap battle and graffiti oh, rap event. battles and graffiti battles. Went on for a long time, though. Went on from, like, 99 all the way to 2008. Uh, and you'd have, like, people of what? Like, Eminem there on. and shit? Like, big names? Like, Started with, like, Eminem and whatever, and then it went to, like, Idea, and then, uh, you know, it, it, it got huge. Like, it progressed. It, it became a f- huge festival, and they just started literally, like, how we did. Like, small club. Yep. 
you know, small group. And then they were able to, like, do it that way. Like, It depends on – I think what a lot of it has to do is geographic area. Like, there's just certain scenes and music, and there's certain people and, like – uh, yeah, there's not enough of it here. People grow out of it. No, and honestly, it has to do with ethnicity, ethnicities as well, and like just like subcultures and different people. Like people, grow there's not out a of lot it. of hip hop listeners around people here. People literally grow out of it. Like when that, we yeah, all turn too. like twenty nine, thirty, like it's kind of like, yeah. All right, so what? Are we gonna throw a fucking show at a small bar for for twenty five? For who? The yeah. young kids don't want to listen to us anymore. They got other people they want to listen to, and like, yeah, it, it didn't carry on as well, man. Like the scene didn't carry the way it was supposed to. Just like dead it. Like it started, it started at the one end yeah. where we were, yeah, where we were in in two thousand and thirteen. Let's say for example, and it started burning right from that end, yeah, and then also from the back end. Where people were supposed to jump on the train and like continue the scene, yeah. it started burning in that end too, and then both ends are burning, and then psh, yeah, and I get that. Gone. Yeah, I think what it is now is there's a few artists who are still kicking and doing very well and actually getting better and topping themselves talent wise, but the, and they're still out there working hard like Sazy and stuff. People who are actually doing little sh- like doing the events and and, sh- and connecting and doing track like really working, and also they just got raw talent. It's and and be, there's a few of them. It's just a few of them, and they got be, their own following, and they just they're not focused on the city anymore because the city's like, well, fuck it, we're done. You gotta so be they're creative. out there. You got to be yeah. creative. You got to think about putting a lot of creativity in your music so that people like they're. It's not like everybody died. Like people are here, right? Yeah, the same people are still here. <laughs> well, same people, new people, whatever. Yeah, like yeah, if, yeah. if you have original stuff, creative, creative music. Yeah. Someone is going to want to listen to that. You know, you try it. You try different angles. You know, you, like you can't give up. Like right yeah. now I'm doing the Nirvana thing, right? Yeah. So in my head, I'm assuming like, okay, whoever likes Nirvana might pop this in and check it out. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You're not hoping to be famous with it, but it's just like maybe more people will check it out. So like you got to put your creative, cre- uh, creative focus forward. You know what I mean? Like if you make something that's people are going to want to listen to like think about it like really think about it like yeah. put something out and, and you're not just thinking creative like i'm going to be creative and like hang sausages and daddy would you like some sausage, sausage? yeah daddy, daddy would you, you like, like some sausage, sausage? yeah like I'm, th- I'm speaking creative like you think about what people what are, are they craving what, what do they, they want to hear yeah what do they want to hear yeah. you know but you that, pre- that presents that. a problem too though because what they want to hear is, well, no, you tell them what they want to You come oh. up with something new they want to hear. Oh, I see what you mean. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, like, they might want to hear, like, da 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 Like, they might want to hear that for now. But, yeah, like, mumble rap or, like, triplets. Yeah. Whatever. Like, I'm not saying it's whack. It's whatever. But I'm saying, like, they're going to want to hear that from you? Probably not. Like, right. then they're just going to, like, oh, he sounds like Migos. Or, yeah. Or something new, man. Like, fuck, man. Like, play a fucking... Oh, I made this whole song playing a cactus root yeah. or whatever. Like, yeah. you got to look at where people as a whole are going. Mm-hmm. You know, you got like vegans and uh, I don't know, electronical <laughs> music, EDM, right? All this stuff that's happening, and like, yeah. pick out the things inside the music and the lifestyles that are timeless and yeah. not the fads you pick them up you're like that's timeless okay look, let's use this and add our own stuff to it yeah i understand that what you're saying to some degree like the creative process and like how to make something good and what people want but i think i always go back to just the thought that i was saying earlier that like 
the geographic sucks. Everybody sucks. <laughs> it's the geographic area so much because you don't. We're right near Toronto, man. No, I know that, but what I'm saying is, it's uh, everything is a lot on the internet now. Like, if, especially in rap, like if you got something good, go, let it go viral on SoundCloud. If it's really good enough, and this speaks back to what I was saying, I'm trying not trying to diss ourselves. What I'm saying, if we're really that good we at anything, that good, yeah. you'd be that good. You, you, it would get viral on SoundCloud. Uh, you'd be like one of these little yachty guys or the whatever. People, who, who, who the only people we were appealing to were other people making music. Mostly. And then some of our friends who, like, thought it was cool that we, we were doing music. Remember we did that show in Welland, and, like, all the people were like, yo, you guys are sick, and blah, 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 and yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. and deek. And, like, it's mostly other rappers. But if you look like, around we Welland... Be like that. Yeah, but if you look around Welland, it's just a bunch of beer store guys, yeah. people who don't care about what we're doing. So this is what I'm saying, is it's kind of the demographic, the lack of the... Uh, proper demographic around here that would really yeah. care about that shit. Like all these Brock students and stuff, they don't really care about underground hip hop. They want to hear the dance music or the, 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 the Drake. That's all they care. They don't care about like little Joey, the the MC little Joey. Yeah, but, saying, who, but that's like you know, it, and I'd love them too, but it's hypocritical of me to say too because I don't go. And this is the other thing too. Sorry, I just got it. Had a thought. So like, how much music do you listen to a day? Like, mm-hmm. I go in my car, put in the CD, I listen to two tracks, go to the bank, yeah. come back home, and then do whatever, right? Yeah, how can so, you squeeze in all these other little underground artists? It's a fucking chore. I'm yeah, part of the it's scene. It's a chore, yeah. Like, it's you know, like, how, how many of our friends be like, give us a CD and we don't fucking listen to it? Yeah, or like, hey, check the, like, Yeah, it's the time factor, too. You want to listen to something that you're like, yeah, like, that'll make you feel good in the moment. I give it up to Sazy, like, still, like, he, he makes music Consistent, that, talented. Like, when I'm, yeah, like still the like best. Like comes up with new verses. He's got like, music oh where you're like, okay, like I want to put this on because I want to feel a certain way. You know, like I want to smash guitars over like smash a Christmas tree over a deer. You know, yeah, so yeah. he like put that in. Like I mean, you got catered to the moons too, right? Yeah, that's true. Actually, that's, yeah, that's a good point. It's anyway, wild, I think we're just going off about the same topic anyway. But to wrap that part up, it's like I basically feel like the cream of the crop rises to the top. And that's just true in all industries and all creative outlets. Like, mm-hmm. just because some of us have worked very hard at music and we do make some great shit, doesn't mean we're all going to get somewhere with it necessarily, whether it's financially success or listenership. Like, I feel like you just... there's Take, there's, the, take the loss. Yeah, don't be, take bitter, the loss. About, don't be yeah. bitter about it. Yeah. yeah. And, um... Well, I personally, like... It's not a loss, though. I feel like everything we've done creatively and as friends like, has been great like and fun wanna, and amazingly, like, rewarding. You don't want to deteriorate your skills. Like, you don't want to let that go and then be like, oh, I used to be able to do that. Now I can't. That's true. You know, I used to be a runner. Yeah. I used to be a runner. Exactly. So, like, personally, like, I'm going to keep doing music. I got... I'm working with some people and, like, I got some ideas. So, I'm going to be doing it regardless. Me too. Just for my own upkeep and, like... For fun and for fucking whatever the fuck, And man. you never know what track could stick. Like, even me with Beats. Like, oh, cool. Do a track with Travis Chandler. Like, I was just a fan of his. Then connected it on social media. Sent him a beat. There you go. Something's done. Yeah. Who knows what it's the next outlet. track would be. It's a good outlet, man. I guess people confidence. I wasn't confident before. And... Yeah, it's like anything. It's like exercising or practicing yoga or, like, trying something out of your... Yeah, like microwaving something for a long, long that time. That says don't microwave. Something that says please do not microwave. All right. Oh, it's oh, oh. <laughs> okay. On that note, let's wrap it up, man. Hey, thanks for being here, Marcel. Oh, it's real good time chatting with you. Where can people find your social media and your contests and your websites? Um, actually, 
I do graphic design. I started a new page. It's Mars City Graphics on Facebook. So Mars City, M-A-R-C-I-T-Y space G-R-A-F-I-X. Ah, the X. Okay. Yeah, I had to do it because yeah, Facebook mm-hmm. was like, this seems like it's a page. Are you sure you don't want to make this a page? Like they wouldn't let me actually put oh, it. Okay. So I had to use the F. But uh, that's where I'm at most of the time. I don't even go on my old page. It's too saturated. I'm there. I'm posting art all the time. Go so. on MySpace and find the old Mufik page. No, like, don't, don't yeah, listen yeah, to my G2 music. Mufik. Just go look it up on MySpace. Real just, cool. Real cool. <laughs> no. Yeah. Just uh, check my art. Check my art. My art is what I'm doing right now. I don't fuck with anything else. If I'm doing music, I'm doing it for myself. And like, yeah. and. You'll know about the people that want to know about can you it. Will to, know about it. All right. Well, can you end end us off with like a short Czech verse? Can you say something in Czech? A rap? Poslouchal jsem defa a fuga se v mojem pokoji, tak umím slova propojit. Repu se totiž nebojím. V repu se žeru všechny. Můžete mít co nedojím. Muzika plná heroin, návyková jak... Wait. Fuck. No, that's good. Yeah, that's No, no, it. no. Let me... Yeah, let, that's let me it. Do. Hot dogs and marmalade. Oh. Yeah. Muzika plná jedovin, návyková jak heroin. That's how it goes. The end of it. Cool. All right, we're out of here. Time. So peep, skills coming your way up in your face with a blunt in a case, puffing the J, we crazy. My rhymes drastic, climax, I practice ceremonial tactics, backslashing caps it. Caps lock it, I rap logic, I'm mad toxic, burn you motherfuckers like I'm installing a mod shit. Hot shit, I hot spit on your campaign. We on a rampage, lines that you can't tame. Grand pay and champagne, I maintain with a 40 and a blunt, fucking up my mainframe. Still living in the same place, space case, hustling clothes and taking pictures of freight trains, I stay paid, grade A, never settling, better than all of your rapping friends, I'm a veteran, metal to the flesh, severing your head, stone off my chest like I'm settling my debts, drunk rapper, long hacker, the pump bastard, smoking the blunt with crumb out in front of the bums master, chilling with Drew too, who knew, we sicker than you dudes, you get the flu once in a blue moon, quit it, my style is raw, I admit it, but I still spit it better than half of you rappers in it. Yo, open the windows, motherfucker, let it air out. Funky.
I lost my mind and crossed the line. I'm authorized to break your mind, take your spine out your body when the drums collide. Can I top that line? Verbal homicide so fast, I'm leaving listeners velocitized. They offer lies, I offer truth. Fuck your hostile views unless you wanna get it popping like a fucking hot balloon. Don't engage me, I'm crazy, born in the 80s Listening to Nas and Jay-Z on tapes, please I can spot a faker from a mile away Used to freestyle at the hideaway 5 a.m. wide awake By the way, when I apply the laser by your face You put the mic away and bike away Right away Oh, you like me, babe? Sparks flying like putting metal in microwaves Did you feel the tidal wave? Did you feel it? Your mouth open and your eyes kiss the ceiling As soon as I started speaking Orgasmic Sex Make love to it, ride, like you take the city bus to it. We keep it moving till the sun down, uh, we keep it moving till the sun down. Orgasmic, sex, make love to it, ride, like you take the city bus to it. We keep it moving till the sun down, uh, we keep it moving till the sun down. Yeah, I'm influential, adventurous and detrimental. I probably changed your life and now you're seeing shit from my dimension. I love you. I never meant to fuck you up and leave you stranded in a bubble I'm so rare like pandas in the suburbs When it rains I should be huddled Instead I'm standing in a puddle like candle in my trouble Nobody gets me Like the new Wu-Tang LP I fell 10 feet Woke up with a triple X piece on my neck Vin D's I'm too deep I kick freeze My records keep spinning like a frisbee Look at my face my eyes scream like high beams Enter your soul with one look because I dream Try me, I'm Visine, my visions is like wide screens, describing the things that I've seen. I'm majestic and mystical, the gypsy flow incredible, watch me flip my tongue under the mistletoe. Orgasmic, sex, make love to it, ride, like you take the city bus to it. We keep it moving till the sun down, uh, we keep it moving till the sun down. Orgasmic, sex, make love to it, ride, like you take the city bus to it. We keep it moving till the sun down, uh. We keep it moving till the sun down.